We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to up-level that sexy life of yours with expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. All right, so let's get real. Initiating sex is really vulnerable. We are being witnessed in our owning of our need for something that may or may not be received by the other person for any number of reasons. And that can feel like rejection in our body or it can activate this part of us that may be afraid of being perceived as not a good lover or not being able to meet our partner in the way that they need. So many of us have memories of times where we initiated sex and it just wasn't received. Maybe somebody was like, no, not tonight, honey, I'm too tired. Or, or maybe they just had a very, I don't know, repulsive look on their face, or maybe they just kind of brushed us off or looked away, whatever. It's really painful. And maybe we took this to heart, believing that it was something about us. Um, we did something wrong. We're not desired. We're bad. And whether this happens one time or several times, it can inhibit us from approaching again and can even block our own arousal or our desire for sex with this particular partner or at all. Now, before I drop some insightful knowledge and plan of action to help you to move forward, have you felt the call to connect deeper with yourself? to learn more about your body's ability to receive pleasure or to perhaps spice up your love life and welcome more intimacy. The Yoni Pleasure Palace, founded by sexuality and relationship coach and passionate entrepreneur Rosie Reese, who has been on my show as a guest before talking about her amazing Yoni eggs. She is the online leader for luxurious pleasure wands, healing crystal Yoni eggs, and the iconic waterproof squirt blanket, which is One of my favorite things ever. It's super plush and easy to wash. So you can practice squirting. You can practice, you can just play on sex and it's just great. You just toss it into the washer and and there you go. Her range of toys and tools extends from stunning crystal and glass toys to her exclusive monthly membership space where you can get the real sex education that you wish you had in high school. And her famously sexy squirt school. Once you've dipped your toe into the sensual world of Yoni Pleasure Palace, you won't want to turn back. So shop the range and join the membership over at yonipleasurepalace.com and use my code DRCAT, that's D-R-C-A-T, for 10% off your order. Now, In episode 112, I talked about how one of the factors for not desiring sex for pussies can be that your pussy just isn't getting met with what they need. And I give a lot of techniques to try, reframings around the definition of sex, and mindsets to shift in order to approach the exploration of pleasure for the pussy. 
So if you haven't heard that episode and whether you have a pussy or you just love them, (laughs) then you'll want to listen to it and leave me a note on the refused in iTunes and on Spotify telling me how much you love it. Now, while we can have so many reasons why we have a difficult time with getting aroused, one of these contextual factors could be because the style of initiation for sex is not meeting you or your partner in a way that is meaningful for them. If you remember those episodes around the erotic blueprints with Jaya and Ian, we talked about how all of our bodies speak their own individual language around sex. And when we can understand what our personal language is, and we can understand that of our partner, then we have a lot more rich information to work with so that the two of us, or the three or the four, whoever's having sex with you, can all have their needs met. But when we're going into a relationship or when we're going into a sexual experience and we don't know what that is for us or for them, then sometimes what happens is we can project onto the other person that their body speaks in a specific language. Or if we don't know what ours is or even what we like in sex, then sometimes we can adopt that of the other person and then end up not having very satisfying sex either way, (laughs) because we're not meeting what is most authentic for us or for the other person. Similarly, when it comes to initiation, we have different styles that we like to both give in initiation and receive from the other person. So thinking about Previous times that went well for you, say your partner approached you, this would be your receiving initiation. So that can be things like a massage or relaxing, cuddling, connection. Maybe you get really mm, turned on and open, your body opens towards your partner text flirting you throughout the day just to get you amped and excited. Or when your partner creates an ambiance like candles, music, dimming the lights, creating really good smells, (laughs) good smells or sets a specific time that's scheduled in the week for sex so you you can feel prepared and really open for that. So receiving is us opening to somebody else's initiation. Signs that you know that this is what's authentic to you, your body will open, it will relax or it'll get titillated or it'll get excited. You'll feel an arousal starting to happen or maybe you'll feel your body melt into and towards them. Giving is when you are the one who's initiating the sexual invitation. So this is where you are mm, making the efforts of kissing on their neck or giving them a certain look of desire from across the room or, or you're dirty talking something really nasty and filthy in their ear or, or maybe... Mm, like me, (laughs) grinding up onto their leg and just just circling your hips while you're in bed or greeting with them with a uh, wearing sexy clothes or lingerie or maybe even nothing at all. 
signs that you are speaking your language of initiation is similar to what I said about receiving, you know, your body gets turned on, you open, you get excited, there's flutteriness in your body, there's a leaning in with your body. And then finally, there's also one that I think is so important to be able to communicate about, but so many people don't even realize that this is a thing, but communicating the best way to receive a no, because we don't want to fall into the habit of just saying yes when it's not authentic to us. Now, I fully understand that for some of us, we have to feel aroused before we desire sex and... There are also going to be times where it's just not authentic for us to say no to our or to say yes, <laughs> and we need to say no to our partner. So figuring out how you can receive a no in a way that is going to feel good for you. So an example of this could be being directly told no, and maybe you like to receive a reason for that, or uh, maybe being given an alternate time. So not right now or not tonight, but how about Thursday evening when I don't have so much going on? Or you can also, maybe you prefer to receive a an alternate action of affection. So maybe not sex tonight, but I'm open to, or maybe not penetration tonight, but I'm open to making out and fooling around. Maybe you prefer to receive an expression of how much of the sexual activity you are available for and the limit of the boundary. So... I get that it doesn't feel good to receive a no, right? For some of us, it can feel like a rejection, and especially if this is over and over again. And there may be an indication that something else is going on. But still, how can we discover ways that will that a no will feel better in our body? And having this conversation ahead of time can also help to soften that no. Okay, so I gave you a few examples of initiation and here I want to break that down. I love organizing things for for my clients or for you all because it helps us to be able to grasp some of these more complex ideas and concepts into more mm, digestible (laughs) pieces, something that's more accessible to us because if we leave things into theory, it, how do we turn that into our relationship? Right? How do we how do we actually do the thing? So, here are five different uh, styles of initiation that I would invite you to really sit with and see what most inspires or brings your body to life. So these five, and this is by no means the limited list of ways and styles of initiation, but this hopefully will inspire you. So power play, emotional connection, words and talking, provocative, seductive, and sensual touch. All right, so taking a look at this first style of initiation, power play, which refers to more of this energetic exchange between you and another person. It's that tension that's created because the two of you are taking opposite roles or opposite poles, which which um, activates this attraction, this magnetism between the two of you, like opposites attract. So in this case, we're talking about power roles of somebody who's being dominant and somebody who's being submissive. So 
you may be drawn towards the the position of submitting to the power or the direction of somebody else who can lead the action and take charge of the situation so that you can fully surrender and let go into your erotic experience. The other end of the pole is somebody who takes more of that charge, who is more of the the dominating role. They get aroused by having someone um, submit to them, somebody who allows them to take that control and and direction of where, where the activity goes. For both of these roles, there is a common quality across them, and that makes up this tension or this polarity, and and it's desire and confidence in both of your roles. Because polarity happens when both people can stay really firm and strong in those opposite roles, but the moment that we become hesitant or we become shy, and I mean shy shy as in insecure about our own uh, worth or our own um, uh, yeah, sense of self, then it knocks the polarity and the tension can be leaves. So if, if you think of, again, think of this in terms of giving and receiving initiation and have this conversation with your partner, you know, if, if this is something that's interesting to you, do you prefer that in charge lover who desires you and, and, and then break down from there, what are those specific things that they can do that invoke this feeling of being desired in you? You know, you may, if you, if you like that, um, uh, that role also think about what would make up a confident partner, you know, in yourself so that you can take on that role. You can take on the being desired, you know, how to cultivate that in yourself and then also have this conversation with your partner. You know, these are some of the cues that activate that for me. Um, especially slowing down and being really present with piercing eye gaze, perhaps using your breath to slow it down and become grounded and present and connected in your own body. Turnoffs can be mm, that hesitancy that I talked about or somebody asking what they should do next um, instead of just moving forward with confidence and showing how much you want them. Now, I fully get that, again, initiation can be very vulnerable, especially if we don't know if it's going to be received or not. And that's why we have these conversations beforehand, even if you want to come up with a negotiation list so that the two of you both know are on the same page to move forward with confidence. Confidence is a sense of knowing and connection with yourself and, and, and what you know is going to land. So all of that helps us to move forward with more success. Ideas for the power play type. Firmly pushing them up against the wall or onto the bed and feeling their sense of urgency. So again, it's a very energetic experience. Um, putting them down on their knees, telling them to, to turn around or telling them to go put on a specific clothes that you like approaching them from behind. And again, this is something that's talked about beforehand. And then there's not any sort of trauma that might cause a reaction in the body. Um, surprising them, being spontaneous, directing, um, approaching them with urgency, with passion, grabbing them and pulling them into you with intention, with desire, or whispering into their ears about something that you're going to do to them and 
following up with consent. <laughs> you know, you can make consent sexy. You can even say, I'm going to do this to you. Okay. Or tell me when to stop. Or, you know, there's, there's always ways that we can thread consent in there and still be directive and still be assertive in our own energy. Okay, the second style of initiation has more to do with our emotions, with our connection with the other person. So if you're really drawn to this type, you enjoy sharing intimate experiences with your partner and that helps you to be turned on or that helps you to receive initiation of, from the other person. So this might be where you have a moment and you share an intimate conversation or maybe you sit across from one another and eye gaze, or as you're curled up on the couch together, you turn over to your partner and you just hold their eye gaze as you breathe together. You know, this may be where you share some, some, something that you uh, fear, something that you desire, something that you love with them and, and have a reciprocal share there. I love that practice because it can really open your heart and get you both synced up with one another. This type really craves connection. And I don't mean just watching TV together. I mean like really taking the time to see each other or have shared experiences or emotional bonding. Um, especially we can see this in that falling in love experience. So thinking about how you can continue to cultivate this with intentionality and continue to discover each other. So think about engaging in an intellectual or a romantic conversation, you know, maybe even telling them about how you feel about them, giving them non-sexual affection or setting up a room with sensual ambiance, candles, incense, soft lighting, furries, plushies, <laughs> giving them sweet, gentle kisses on the eyelash or, you know, along the neck or, or making them laugh, being playful, holding their eyes, playing soft music. Turn-offs for this would be somebody who is distant, a distant lover, or when the two of you just fall into habit and routine, like watching TV or just doing your daily routine of life and individuality, but not taking the time to spend um, really being present with one another or sharing experiences with one another or somebody who withholds connection or somebody who's difficult to read emotionally and not open to talking about vulnerabilities. Third style of initiation has to do with words. So this can be anything that arouses with words. This is for some of us, we love more direct talk, like let's have sex. <laughs> and then for some of us, we like to get mm, romantic with the words or we like to get dirty with the words. Again, having this conversation with your partner ahead of time helps you so that you don't use the wrong <laughs> style of initiating with words that isn't resonant with them or isn't receptive to them or they don't like to give. Um, if that's something that you like to receive. So coming up with words that both turn you on and also turn you off to avoid that, that um, yeah, shut down. <laughs> 
So this can be a description about what it is that you would like them to do to you or what you would like to do to them if it's if it's vice versa. This can be a sharing of ideas of sex with them, um, maybe curiosities or sharing fantasies or something that's happened before, um, using very descriptive sense sensation words. So words like your, you think of your five senses. I love using that as a guide because that can help to create more of a visual and a visceral body response as the body tunes into those sensory um, experiences that you're painting them. You can also turn on a an erotic podcast like my podcast Erotically Wasted or listen to Dipsy so the two of you can have some sort of words that are going on in the background and then maybe the two of you are sharing in a fantastical experience. And again, thinking in terms of giving and receiving, maybe you aren't as talented with the words and you like, but you do like to hear them. Uh, that is a really good example of how we can take on these different roles. You might enjoy the receiving, but not the giving and vice versa. One of the biggest turnoffs of this type is when somebody is silent or judgmental about the words that come out of our partner's mouth. You know, somebody who is unable to share in the experience of sexual words. And this can look like teasing them with seductive language, um, talking dirty to them, um, telling them things that you would want to do to them, sending a sexy text message throughout the day or having a fantasy going on throughout the day in leading up to the act, um, leaving sexy notes around the house so that they are present to them in the environment asking them what they would like done to them, telling them how sexy they are, telling them about how much you desire and what you desire about them, or telling them about what ways they are an amazing lover to you, or telling them about the specific acts that they've done that really turn you on and describe how it turns you on, how it affects your body. I always think of that like this little dangling carrot and be like, see, if you do this thing, this is what happens to my body. And don't don't you want that? <laughs> okay, the next initiation is provocative seduction. And this really has everything to do with that erotic desire, that, that, that magnetism between you and the other person, like I mentioned in the power play. But this is all about the desire and not about maintaining different poles or roles in this in this uh, instance. So what helps you to feel super sexy and desired in yourself and then or even having the other person show off their sexiness for you? So if we are receiving, maybe we need that admiring look or that comment around how sexy we are in order for us to get turned on to be open and receiving of initiation. Um, maybe it's seeing our partners turn on or their arousal because our sexiness <laughs> is activating that for them. And maybe it's the opposite way. Maybe we are the giver and we're helping our partner to feel and be seen as sexy and being desired. So these can look like 
sending or showing sexy pictures, um, getting a boudoir shoot. And I've done an episode here on Eat, Play, Sex all about the power of boudoir shots. But you can even just do this yourself, you know, take a sexy um, selfie. That's the word I'm looking for. Take a sexy selfie, you know, put on something lacy or just nude and, and hold your body in a specific specific pose that is very provocative or might show a little more skin. Um, you can even undress for them. You know, that is such an erotic experience to slowly remove each article of your clothing. You can tell them directly how much you want to and fill in the gaps with what it is that you want to do to them. You can show your partner how aroused you are because of them. And that's that's the key piece, that they are the source of your turn on. You can wear or not wear certain sexy articles of clothing. You can even engage with them in a planning of a sexual event or a scene, you know, something that the two of you can look forward to. Admiring, adoring, really seeing your partner, appreciating them, appreciating their actions, appreciating their efforts that they go into in order to arouse you, you know, really letting them know what it is that turns you on about them. Finally, the sensual or physical touch type of initiation is all aroused by the senses. So not only is this the physical sensations of the feeling of the sex, you know, maybe it's the feeling of the uh, the subtle energy of desire that's coming up into the body, and maybe it's gentle caresses of the body. So it's touch in the fingertips, um, touch, smell. So creating an ambiance of of delicious scents or candles, um, taste. You know, maybe bringing in strawberries or chocolate or something that invokes in a um, in pleasure. Or oh my God, my mouth is watering right now. You know, something that turns us on into the senses. This could be a playlist that really turns you on. And I'm going to include one of my erotic playlists for you here on Spotify so that you can activate this for yourself. <laughs> Your eroticism really comes to life here when you focus on the here and now. Like so many of us can also have a difficult time staying present because we have a to-do list or we have all these things on our minds. So thinking about what's going to ground us into our body, what's going to bring us here, what's going to to connect us and anchor us into pleasure. And that can help us to let go and surrender the things that are outside. So think about in this style of initiation of slowing things down, creating an unhurried pace. Maybe this is a sensual massage, or maybe this is caressing all of their body, including just non-sexual parts. So this helps to open and, and activate the pleasure receptors, um, relaxes the body so that we can experience more pleasure, more circulation in the body, kissing or caressing the neck, 
nibbling or playing with the ear, um, waking them up with kisses or sexual touch. Maybe you grind on your partner's leg and you use their leg for your own, <laughs> your own um, pleasure, <laughs> your own genital pleasure, your own pussy pleasure. Maybe it's, it's, it's cupping your hands around the ass and maybe it's just like really grabbing hold onto it. Um, and again, talking to your partner ahead of time to see if there is any body parts that are off limits, that would be a turn off. We don't want to create that in our, in this initiation. Again, we're practicing, let's see what each other's styles are so we can meet each other. Um, maybe it's teasing them with making anticipation in a kiss or anticipation in a, in a touch, hovering touch, things that are subtle, things that are um, that will bring the person to really focus or even getting the the other person to uh, really let go. So asking them what sort of things ahead of time, what are a list of things that help them to really let go? A big turnoff for somebody who's this is their initiation style is feeling rushed. Is feeling rushed or even a person that is talkative <laughs> because it, it doesn't allow the, the receiver to fully disappear into the senses or into their bodily experience. So talking brings them into their head, which is not where they want to be. They want to be in the sensory experience. So um, moans and sounds and, and, and pleasure sounds, great. <laughs> but they're not words that that bring them into more of a cognitive space where they have to think of something to respond to you. So go over this list yourself first so that you know what's most authentic to you. See where your body opens or turns on for each of these and go through them each through the lens of receiver, giver, and receiving no, because maybe your receiving no will be more in the sensual touch area, but your giving may be more in the emotional and connection, vice versa. That helps to create more of a structure for you to then have information to go to your partner and discuss what that is for them and where can the two of you meet in in these pieces where can you be complementary in each other's pieces and you know what doesn't work this way we can more effectively avoid that feeling of rejection in ourselves and let's just remember that even if it does hit where it's not meaningful for us we do now recognize that we all speak different languages and it may just be your partner trying to meet you in a place that's meaningful for them, but it's not meaningful for you. So let's have a little compassion around that. They're trying and you're trying. <laughs> now, one skill that I really believe that we can all both cultivate as a tool for amplifying our pleasure in our orgasmic potential in life and in sex is sensuality. I talk about this all the time, all the time. And sensuality is the platonic relationship with our body and the relationship to pleasure that we experience of the world through our five senses. I talk about this in a previous episode on Eat, Play, Sex, about the difference between sensuality and sexuality. The episode is sensuality versus sexuality. <laughs> Very clever, right? <laughs> so I've also got a free guide for you to help jumpstart this lifestyle as a sensualist and uh, getting you connected to your senses. So I want everyone to take back your weekend of pleasure and uh, luxuriating with my Sensual Sundays guide, which is 
is chock full of my favorite rituals and products to invite more sensual delights. And then join me each month for a Sensual Sundays workshop where I bring women and femme together in various practices around sensuality and sexuality, from embodiment practices to orgasm tips and even the exploration of plant medicine and sexuality. Sundays are going to become your new favorite day. We're taking them back. They're my favorite. So check it out. Link in the bio. Let us get you into more of this habit of sensuality. So that's all I've got for you. I want to hear how this episode lands for you. I want to see and hear about how it helps you and your lovers in your sex life. So leave a comment in the review. Tell me if this resonates with you. Tell me if other podcast episodes resonate with you and how it's really contributed to your life. I read those reviews. They really amplify me and get me so excited and give me some information about how I can keep this show yours and addressing exactly what it is you need. Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe and head over to eatplaysex.com to connect with me and grab my sexy guides. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, keep it sexy.